everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's July 8th. It's 2021, and we have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Christy Metzger, Creighton 12. What's happening, Christy? Hey, not too much. Good to be here with you, Stevie. It's been kind of nice, actually. I had uh, this week off from work, so it's been kind of nice, a little bit more low-key than usual, and glad to be breaking down the, the morning grind with you. I have next week off because yeah. it's the MLB All-Star break, so I'm super excited. Um, <laughs> And then, like, because of the Olympics and NASCAR is on NBC right now, I have two, like, weekends in a row that I don't have NASCAR coming up. I mean, it's just, like, what is happening? Um, (laughs) It's crazy. I work way too much. So um, I'm excited to have a few days off here. And um, I'm glad that you're getting to enjoy some time off. And, um, you know, we get to talk some baseball here. So this is is an interesting slate. Um, I was – we were just chatting, and I was like – Man, everything that happened wrong on Monday, it looked like it was going to balance itself out. And of course, you say Kikuchi, three <laughs> three runs allowed in the first inning. So I'm hoping, like I'm cashing with him, so I'm hoping that um, he can bounce back here and uh, finish strong, but not the start I was hoping for. Uh, let's get into it. Seven games, like I said. Uh, some weather concerns in Baltimore and Cleveland. So we'll have to see what Kevin Roth has to say about those games. And we start with one of those games. We got Toronto at Baltimore. This game has an 11 total. Toronto's a 210 favorite. Alec Manoa against Keegan Aiken. Any interest here in Manoa? I do have interest in Manoa. You know, he's been pitching really well and um, had a good couple of last starts. Um, definitely have some interest against the Orioles. Hopefully this game um, doesn't run into the weather challenges and it, and it plays because I think he's a great play on FanDuel. He is really priced up there. He's just a few hundred dollars difference than um, Scherzer and Darvish. Um, but I really like his price over on DraftKings today and think he, you know, makes a really good play over there. Yeah. I mean, the price on DraftKings is super fair at 6,800. The the total here is big. It's going to scare some people off. The weather is going to potentially scare some people off. Like this game opened at nine and a half and it's up to 11 already. So a lot of people expecting a lot of runs scored in this game. Manoa has strikeout upside. I mean, this price is very fair for this guy, assuming that the weather is going to hold off. Um, on the other side of this game, you got Keegan Aiken. Uh, this is a low strikeout lefty that struggles a lot with right-handed bats facing one of the best right-handed lineups in baseball. Um, any interest here in Aiken? I don't. And like you said, I mean, they are one of the best teams right now and they are priced up for it. But I mean, just like we saw tonight, Blue Jays are putting up a ton of runs. Their lineup is just loaded from top to bottom. And uh, I, you know, it's a high total, absolutely no interest in, in Aiken for me um, on this slate. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, no real interest for me. I mean, Toronto is chalk mm-hmm. on Wednesday. They're going to be chalk again uh, because this spot's just so good for them. So uh, I'm, I'm right back to the well when it comes to liking the Toronto Bats. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Toronto Bats? Yeah, I, I love the Toronto Bats. And I think, like you said, they're going to be the chalk, um, chalk by probably a mile uh, for tomorrow's slate. Um, 
they're just too good. You know, you've got Vlad and Bichette and Simeon and Tiasker, and then you've even got Uriel. And I mean, they're just, yeah, they just have so many great bats. Um, and I think, you know, with some of the different value and things like that, that we, that we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I just, I just think they make way too great of a stack for us. Um, on the Baltimore side of things, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest here. This is a spot where I'm probably going to be way overweight on Manoa. So if I do do that, then I mean, I'm, I don't hate having a hedge stack, but you look at this lineup top to bottom, there's only one guy with a strikeout rate under um, 21%, and that's Cedric Mullins. Um, any interest here in the Baltimore bats? Yeah, I, you, you said exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, Mullins is really the only one that scares me. He has been playing very well. I could see using him as a one-off um, good player. But uh, no, I really don't. Like you said, you could do a hedge stack, but I'm really high on Manoa. And we'll be using a ton of him, especially on DraftKings tomorrow. So really no interest in Baltimore for me. All right. Moving on here, we have Pittsburgh at New York facing the Mets. This game currently is sitting at an eight total. Mets are a 192 favorite. We got JT Brubaker against Tajon Walker. Um, let's start with Brubaker. Any interest in him here at 6,500? You know, I think he's, he makes an okay value play. Um, he certainly has struggled recently, um, but I don't mind him as a cheap option. Um, you know, the Mets have a pretty high strikeout rate. Um, I think he, yeah, he can certainly, uh, you can certainly make a case for him as a value play. Um, he has had some good outings, like, like I said, not recently, but um, yeah, I think there is some interest for me. Yeah, I mean... My my issue here is it's not that JT Brubaker is a bad pitcher. My issue here is the Mets are healthy enough that they have a lot of guys that don't strike out anymore in this lineup. So, I mean, I think his upside is kind of limited, but it depends on the lineup too. I think he's solid. I The pitch count is always concerning when it comes to Brubaker too. Um my my issue, I, I guess, like I like Manoa a little bit more than Brubaker, and I don't think you're gonna need two guys in this range. Um, so I, I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at. And then Tajon Walker on the other side, I love the price tag. You know, he's 8,400. He's been pitching decent. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I do have interest in him too. Yeah, very fair price tag. Um, yeah, 8,400 on DraftKings. Um, he's got. 26% strikeout rate, 8% walk rate, walk rate, um, 2.4 ERA, you know, good matchup with the Pirates. You know, he's been, he's been pitching really pretty well. Um, he's had some really good showings too with some strikeout upside. Um, he's had five strikeouts the last three games, but he's had 12 and nine before that. So yeah, I do like his price tag too, like you said, and do think he makes a, a fine play. Um bats in this game anything standing out to you here for pittsburgh oh no not really um i think you know yeah i don't use them very often anyways but i just don't think tomorrow's the the time that i'm gonna take a chance on any of the pittsburgh bats yeah i mean reynolds is always the guy that like fits builds but i mean he's 4500 now you know we were getting him at 3500 for so long and he was super playable and like ever since his prices come up 
I mean, I don't feel like we're missing out at this price. So, um, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in him. Do you have any interest in the Mets here? Um, I really don't. Like you said, they do have, you know, they are getting healthy and, and have some of their bats back, depending on who they roll out for a lineup. Um, you know, there's certainly um, some of the left-handed batters that you could you could target, but I think there's enough other stacks that I like that I don't have a ton of interest in the Mets bats. Yeah, I mean, Alonzo is in a great spot. When Brubaker struggles, it's with right-handed hitters that hit fly balls, and Pete Alonzo big time power bat that hits a ton of fly balls. So if he makes contact, he's obviously got a high ceiling in this spot. It's just, you don't typically want off a first baseman. Um, and I don't think I want to like secondary stack this team. I mean, Lindor's cheap enough and you could get McNeil and potentially go like one. I don't even know, maybe like one, two, three, depending on what the lineup looks like. So, I mean, in that instance, maybe, but, I do think this is a great spot for like Pete Alonzo. Yeah, that's a good point. Pete is a good. All right, Kansas City at Cleveland, nine total in this one. We oh, it's and Cleveland's a one forty-five favorite. Danny Duffy, Zach Plesic in this one. Any interest here in Danny Duffy? Um, I, I really don't. Um, he, I mean, he is a pretty good pitcher. Um. Does allow fly balls and hard hits to righties. So, you know, you've got Fran Mill Reyes back in the lineup and um, a couple of right-handed bats there, Rosario, Ahmad Rosario. Um, but because there's so many, there's a couple of pitchers at the top that we'll get to that I really like. Um, and then along with the value with Manaya that we talked about a little bit earlier, probably not a lot of interest, but um, I think he's an okay pitcher. Yeah, he's definitely been pitching a lot better this season. The problem is it, this team just doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. Um, if Bradley's in there, he strikes out a ton. But the rest of the lineup, um, I mean, they just make a lot of contact. And we do have some pitchers on the slate that have, you know, some ceiling and some upside. Um, what are your thoughts here with uh, Plezik? So Plezik, so he just is getting activated to, to start on Thursday. And from what I understand, he's just going to throw about 60 pitches. So I think he's priced up for, you know, not going to get that many pitches in, um, especially on, gosh, he's priced um, just right under Darvish on DraftKings. Um, and he's 7,900 on FanDuel. So because of that, um, I don't have any interest in, in Plezik in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, the pitch count and the price. Uh, we, it doesn't even like have to get past like that point of anything else. Um, I mean, he's a really solid pitcher. Uh, everything that I've read is, is, is 55 to 60, and they're going to kind of limit him until after the All-Star break. So, I mean, yeah, just the, the price is 9K. If he was getting 100 pitches, he's probably worth that. Um, so, I mean, you just – it's tough to really – tough to really like this. So, um. Bats in this game, anything standing out to you for Kansas City? Um, for Kansas City, um, you know, if you're looking, if I'm going to play Kansas City, I'm probably going to more stack them than than looking at some one-offs. I guess if you're doing a one-off, you could go maybe like a Ryan O'Hearn or something like that. Um, but I, I don't have a ton of interest in the in the Royals bats. Um, like I said, if I'm going to do so, I probably would do it as a stack. Yeah, I mean – you don't typically get Salvador Perez under 5K. Um, and I hate paying up a catcher, but he is 
just such a he's a good hitting catcher. The dude has 20 home runs on the season. Um, so I mean, I don't and, and Pleasik's not a big strikeout guy. He's a 16% K rate guy. So I don't mind maybe taking a shot on like a three man here with like Perez and Santana's pretty cheap. And then you can go down and get O'Hearn at 2.9 K and you know, you can play him in the outfield now. So you could play him and Santana together. Uh, so I don't hate maybe looking at a little mini stack as long as the weather kind of holds up here in Cleveland. That's, you know, another concern that we have to like look at um, on the Cleveland side. I mean, Framo Reyes is still 4k. He, he's come back off the IL and he's absolutely crushing the ball. Um, I know it's stuffy, but I mean, you have to have a little bit of interest here in Framo. Exactly. He, he's exactly the guy that I'm looking at. You know, I played him a couple nights ago just as a one-off and he was really low owned. I'm sure he won't be that low owned tomorrow but yeah at, at that price at 4k he's an absolutely great um great one-off um for tomorrow's slate and and just a great tournament play um that's kind of it for this one uh, moving on we got uh philly and chicago no total in this game because it's Wrigley and you never know what you're going to get as far as the win. I mean, you know, night before it says that we're going to get massive wins blowing in. So we'll have to see what Roth has to say in the morning. Uh, we have Eflin and Alose. Any interest here in Zach Eflin? Um, I mean, I think you could certainly could use him. Um, you know, he's, uh, yeah, I was going to say his strikeout rate is what? 22 and a half percent K rate. Um, he's got a real low walk rate. Um, his ERA is 4.13. Um, you know, he's, he's prone to the lefties with much, you know, at, yeah, he's the lefties give him a little bit of tr- trouble. So like Rizzo and, and Hap and maybe Jack Peterson um, could give him some trouble. But uh, I, other than that, I think he's an okay pitcher and Cubs strike out second highest as a team. So I think you could certainly make a case for him. I mean, the Cubs strike out a ton, and if the wind's really going to be blowing in this much, I think we have to have a little of interest in both of these guys. Um, and I have a little bit more interest in Eflin just because of the strikeouts from this team. Zach Wheeler didn't have like a great game uh, to get started, like to you know on on Wednesday. So, I mean, Eflin's a twenty-four or twenty-three percent strikeout guy. He struggles with big-time lefties. They have some lefties in this lineup with Peterson, but he strikes out a lot. Rizzo, Hayward, I guess. But I think Eflin is very playable here um, because where he does get beat is like fly balls to lefties, and and you know, a warning track type of home run that is barely going to clear the fence is going to be a routine fly ball if the wind's blowing in that much at Wrigley. It's such a wind-sensitive baseball field. Um, Alize on the other side of this game, 8K, not the worst price. You know, he's another guy that has some strikeout abilities at 25% on the season. Very good against righties, struggles with lefties. And this is another lineup that kind of fits his build because you got Harper and Didi and really no other left-handed power bat in this lineup. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I was going to say the same thing. You know, he's, I mean, he's a pretty good pitcher. So have interest. I mean, he's 7,100 too on FanDuel. So have, have a little bit of inter- more interest over there. But yeah, like you said, more attackable with lefties. And, um, you know, yeah, I think I think he's definitely someone to keep in the mix. Like you said, maybe a little bit more interest in Eflin. Um, but yeah, really, it's just Harper and D that you really have to be too concerned with um, in this matchup. 
Uh, as far as bats go in this game, I mean, with Bryant and – or I guess we'll start with Philly. Any interest here in Philly? No. Um, if, if I'm going to play Philly, you know, I'd probably pick off Barker and Dee, like we said, and maybe just play a couple rather than, you know, probably a full stack. Um, those would be a couple of the bats that I'd be interested in. Yeah, I mean – I don't have a ton of interest in either of these teams with, if the wind is going to be blowing in, if the wind changes, I think that, you know, obviously matters Uh, on the Cubs side. I mean, you're likely not going to have Baez um, or Chris Bryant in the slam. Baez sprained his finger and Chris Bryant's dealing with a hamstring. Hamstrings don't just go away in a day usually. So if it was really like a tightness in the hamstring, this could potentially be a really weak Cubs lineup. And I mean, Again, it goes back to that whole conversation where do I really want a one-off Rizzo? Maybe you play Rizzo and Peterson together, and if like Ian Happ cracks the lineup and Bryant's out of the lineup, then like you could go like a three-man lefty stack here. But again, I don't love it. Yeah, that, exactly. That's where I'm at too. Don't don't necessarily love it. And I, I think we could see a watered-down Cubs lineup for sure, um, depending on how things shake out tomorrow and, and if Happ cracks the lineup or not. But uh yeah, de- definitely don't just love it, but you certainly could pick off some of those lefties in there. All right, moving on. We got Cincinnati at Milwaukee. Tyler Molly against uh, Adrian Hauser. This game currently sitting at an eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half total. It's a pick em game. Um, any interest here in Tyler Molly? I do have uh, interest in Tyler Molly. Um, I know um, the Brewers have certainly been playing really well and obviously have won a lot of games, but you know, my Molly's been much better on the road um, than at home this season, you know, and I just think, I think he's in a pretty good, um, pretty good position for tomorrow. So I, I definitely have interest in him and I think his price, if I remember right, he is priced just right below Scherzer, Darvish, Plesak. So at $8,700, um, I think he's certainly in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, Milwaukee, they're a hot team, but I mean, overall numbers on the season still tell us it's a weak offense that strikes out a lot. Tyler Molly has some upside. He really hasn't had like that blow up game, like one out of his last like five games. So he's been hit or miss. I mean, I definitely think he's in play. We have way more pitching options on this slate than we did yesterday. Um, what are your thoughts here on Hauser on the other side? Um, You know, Hauser. I have more interest than Molly Hauser. Let's see. He's priced at seven K. Um, you know, I don't mind it, but you know, he's priced so closely to Manaya that I'm going to be very much overweight on Manaya tomorrow. So, you know, if you're looking maybe to in some large field GPPs, you could throw him in the mix, but um, for me, he's probably not someone that I'm going to play a lot of tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I think the reds are a really solid offense overall. They're not 100% healthy right now, but I still think this is a overall good offense. Um, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for Cincinnati? Um, so on Cincinnati's side, um, yeah. I mean, I definitely think, you know, obviously looking at Winker and Castellanos, always have interest in them. Um, I think you throw Naquin in there, India. I, I'd be looking to stack up, stack up Cincinnati for sure. Yeah, I think they're a really sneaky stack. Hauser's not a big strikeout guy. Gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. More of a ground ball guy against the righties, but some of these guys hit fly balls. So, I mean, I definitely like the Cincinnati stack. They're cheap um, outside of the top two guys. So, 
it's definitely a stack that you can get good pitching with. Um, and I always look for those types of stacks that have some ceiling. So uh, definitely don't mind the reds and on the Milwaukee side, these guys are just too expensive. I, I mean, like I, I get it that they're winning and everything, but I mean, yeah, no, can't do it. Yeah, exactly. Can't do it. Like I said, yeah, I, like you said, reds really sneaky stack. They've got a lot of good plays there, but yeah, they're priced up. They're priced up um, because they've been winning and such, but it just doesn't make sense tomorrow. Um, moving on, cruising right along here. We got Detroit at Minnesota, and this one it's uh Scoble against Hap. I don't see oh, the, the total's out now. It opened at eight, it's at nine and a half. Uh, Detroit's a 120 or Minnesota's a 133 favorite. Sorry, um, any interest here in Scoble? You know, I think you could um, you could certainly play him. Um, I think he's you know kind of shown a ton of improvement over the last couple of months. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there's any sort of an inning or pitch limit. You know, they kind of limited Casey Mize a little bit um, heading into the All Star break. But um, let's see, he is priced at he is priced at seventy two hundred. So I do. I mean, Minnesota, obviously, you know, Cruz. Um, Maybe Trevor Larnick and a couple of those guys could give him some problems, but Minnesota has been a disappointing offense overall. So um, I certainly think, you know, he's someone you could include in your, your pitching, pitching pool as well. Oh man. Um, I think it really depends on if Donaldson is back in the lineup. This lineup's a lot weaker without Donaldson. If Donaldson's back in there, you, know, you got Cruz back. You got Donaldson. Um, Sano's in there. He's a big strikeout or home run guy. I, I think he's in play, but I mean, there's so many pitchers that I like more than him today. It's just my biggest my biggest issue. Um, Hap on the other side. I don't care who he's facing. He's just not very good. Um, no, I, I have zero interest in Hap. No, I do too. In fact, I've been stacking against Hap all year and you know, Detroit has been playing so much better as of late too. And they've really, you know, strung together some nice games. So definitely have interest in, in stacking against them. And, you know, guys like Jonathan Scope, who's been playing extremely well. And um, I mean, I think you can play really, you know, the, the top part of that lineup. Is, I definitely have interest as a stack. Um, Yeah, like it's probably more of like a secondary stack for me. But I mean, Haas is one of my favorite plays on the entire Haas, slate. Yeah, and... Haas is awesome. Absolutely. I, I meant to mention him too. You're exactly right. I mean, he's just been hitting so many different home runs and he even had a pinch hit home run a couple of days ago. So yeah, he's, he's been fun to watch. Great play. Um, he and Scope are probably two of the favorite Tigers batters that I have my eye on too. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a spot that I'd be looking at to save some money. Um, my problem is the guy you want to play the most is probably Scope, um, and he's so expensive. expensive. I don't think it's a bad option. I just, you know, you, you want to see how it kind of plays out with the pitching and stuff on the slate first. Mm-hmm. On the Minnesota side of things, it's Nelson Cruz against lefty. Um, obviously, he's in play. What are your thoughts here overall on Minnesota? Yeah, like I said, it, it will be interesting to see if Donaldson is in the lineup because, like you said, the lineup is much weaker without him in it. Um, but I like Nelson Cruz a ton, of course. Um, Sano strikes out a lot, but you could, you know, you could go Sano, um, Cruz, and maybe like Trevor Larnick, um, you know, do a little three-man stack or something like that. But uh, 
probably more interest than just maybe a one-off in Nelson Cruz. Um, yeah. Finish it now with Washington at San Diego. We got Scherzer against Darvish. Um, what a way to end the night here. <laughs> this game has a six and a half total. San Diego's a slight favorite here at 140. Um, thoughts on Scherzer? Yeah, I mean, Scherzer is obviously a great play. Um, I mean, he has a tougher matchup, of course. I mean, the Padres just don't strike out that much. Um, they have very low K rates right up there with Toronto and Houston. Um, however, you know, his K rate is, you know, 35%. Uh, um, he doesn't really have a drop in swinging strikes. Um, you know, his numbers are really pretty good. So I think he's, uh, you know, one of the top pitchers on the slate for sure, even in a tough matchup with the Padres. Yeah. I mean, both of these guys are in such great spots that, you know, you, Definitely want to have exposure to both of these guys. You know, when you're looking at overall strikeout upside, it's just it's so high with both of these pitchers. So, I mean, it's hard not to play, you know, Scherzer. I know it's a tough offense, but his strikeout stuff is good against anybody. Um, and, you know, to even piss him off more if they check him for substances a couple <laughs> times. So, um I mean, yeah, like, you know, you look at Scherzer's numbers, 35% K rate on the season, both sides of the plate, and the Padres are not a huge strikeout team, but it's Max Scherzer. He's an elite strikeout pitcher. And then you got Darvish on the other side of this game. Washington's not a big strikeout team either, but Darvish is a 30% K rate guy on the season. Uh, What's your thoughts on Darvish? Yep, I I like Darvish too, and both Darvish and and Scherzer will be, you know, definitely um, pitchers that have a lot of interest in tomorrow, especially – you know, looking at pairing one of those with probably Manaya in a lot of lineups tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think Darvish, like you said, his K rate is still strong, right at 30%. Um, low walk rate, 2.65 ERA. Um, like you said, Washington doesn't strike out a lot either like the Padres. However, um, you know, they're, they're both just two of the best pitchers on the slate and uh, strong strikeout rates. So I, I like both of them. I mean, bats in this game, anything, (sighs) you know, it's funny because I mean, I've been playing the Padres so much this year and there's been, I mean, even the last week or two, it'll pain me not to play the Padres, but uh, I just, obviously it's just not the right matchup. I'm going up against Max and then, you know, on the national side too, against Darvish. Um, There really isn't, I don't even think I'm looking to to, to play many one-offs. I mean, maybe in a large field GPP, you can always throw Tatis or Machado into the mix or Soto. Um, Schwarber's not even in the lineup anymore. But, um, you know, if you're looking to get a little bit different that way. But for the most part, I'll be staying away from the bats. Yeah, I have zero interest in the bats. I mean, you could target one-off power bats in this game just because of the low ownership and try to chase the home runs. But, I mean, the prices, you're not getting any discount for facing the two best pitchers on the slate. So, um, I'm just – I'm out. I'm, I'm out here. So, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Uh, I mean, definitely, I think I have to go with Naya. I mean, he's just priced so well, and uh, I think he has good good K upside. Man- Manoa? Manoa, yeah, sorry. Okay, I was like, Sean Manaya. Oh, yeah. He could, uh, be, a, he could well, be as bad as Kikuchi yeah. getting yeah. rocked right now, really making me mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> No, I really like him. I, he's definitely one of my favorite plays on the slate. 
I mean, don't listen to me. I loved Kikuchi yesterday, and he's allowed five five runs in like two innings. But today, I'm going to go with Zach Eflin. Um, hopefully, he doesn't allow five runs in two innings, but we'll see. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? You know, I'm going to go with uh, Plesak just because I just think it's, you know, on a pitch count and such, it's going to be tough for him to get there. So I'll go Plesak. Um... I think all these guys get over 15. Um, if I had to choose someone, maybe Tyler Molly, just because he's been struggling a little bit. So I'll take him, I guess. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? Over 4K to hit a home run. I am going to say, and, and he's actually 4K right on the number. I'm going to go Fran Mil Reyes. I like it. I'm going to go Eric Haas. Um, again, I really like the spot for him. I agree. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you like? Um, I am going to say to get two hits, I'm going to go with Gritchick. He's 3,900. All right. I like that one. Um. I'm going to go DD, I guess. I don't really love him. Um, yeah, I mean, at first glance, there's not a ton of guys down here that I love. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Ah, uh, Tyler Nyquist. Give me Nyquist. Three kicks. Oh, that's a good play. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Stack to score. Well, I'll, Toronto's obvious. I won't say them. I'm going to go. Um, let's see here. Six and more runs. Give me, I'm actually going to say the Tigers. I actually think Hap is so bad that I think the Tigers are going to get six runs. I like it. Um, I like it. Hi, man. I'm going to take Toronto. I know it's a cop out. I don't care. Um, I, I think they're the best stack in the slate. They definitely are. Uh, Christy, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, looks to be a good slate. Hopefully the weather concerns work themselves out. Looks like a pretty good slate for tomorrow and good uh, doing the morning grind with you, Stevie. Well, enjoy your week off. I'm going to get out of here. I'll be back tomorrow for one last podcast before the All-Star break. Like I said, I'm excited to have a little bit of break here and um, hopefully we can end it on a good note. That's going to wrap it up. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again on Friday.